Hey everyone, and welcome to the Healthy is Hot podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Wild, entertainment reporter by day, sweatpant connoisseur by night. From hashtag to movement, we believe that loving all sides of you is what's healthy, and healthy is hot. Join us as we have raw, real conversations with badass individuals living passionate lives, thriving to make their dreams come true, and diving deep into how they got to where they are. And the best part? How health is a key component of all of it. From the highs to the lows, we get into it. From fitness to mental health to aspirational careers, get ready to be inspired. Also, we don't hold back. There might be swearing, there's definitely going to be some laughing, and hopefully you can take something away from these conversations to live your best life, to live your healthy is hot life. Are you feeling unmotivated? Not a trick question. It's okay to say no. It's also okay to say yes. This time of year can be a little bit of a drab, you know? I know I keep harping on the weather, but winter can be tough. It can be tough on your mood, on your mental health, on your social life, on everything. And we shouldn't let that get in the way of still accomplishing our goals and staying on track. Like I always say, it's okay to fall off the bandwagon. The bandwagon is not going anywhere, but we are here. This podcast is here. This Healthy as Hawk community is here to be a supporting resource for you when you decide you're ready to get back on that bandwagon. And I think that's the biggest takeaway from this week's episode with our amazing guest, Drea Wheeler, who is originally from Texas, but she's been living in Montreal for a long time. And now she's actually in Vancouver. And she is not only an entrepreneur in the fitness world, she's also super smart. I mean, she's got a background in criminal psychology. Yeah, I said that. And above and beyond all that, fitness has been a part of her health since she was six years old. She was part of track for a very, very long time. And one day she decided, you know what? I'm done running. I'm done running in circles. And she took that passion and that drive that she had for running and she injected it into her life and started a business in Montreal and has since gone on to be a part of so many businesses. And I got to experience her workout Bodylicious firsthand right here in Toronto. And let me tell you, it completely kicked my ass and her music was so good. And it was all about just being free in your movement and working hard and having fun and connecting with the people around you. And now she's got another project on the go called Afterglow, which is basically her following her mission about getting involved in her community and encouraging people to become more charitable. So this conversation is really fun. We get to the bottom of her story, how she got to where she is, where she wants to go. But I think the biggest takeaway that I definitely... I'm going to remember going forward and hopefully you guys will too is how to stay motivated and she breaks it down into three simple steps and I don't want to reveal too much you got to listen to the episode to find out what her tips are but Drea knows what's up she's been able to accomplish so many goals in her life and I mean I don't think she's anywhere near done yet and if we can learn from her let's do it and let's do it with open arms so I'm gonna let you guys listen to this because I actually have some goals that I'm working on right now for Healthiest Hot so stay tuned to that and enjoy this week's episode of the Healthiest Hot podcast with Drea Wheeler. I want to say good morning except I'm I kind of like have a love-hate relationship with you right now because <laughs> yesterday your Bodylicious class 
shit, that was hard. Wasn't it awesome, though? It was though? so good. I know. I, I tried to, like, just give all the energy that I can, and so everyone just walks out smiling. Like, it was amazing. Like, first of all, the group of girls that were in that class, top-notch. Yeah. Like, everyone brought their A-game. Everyone looked super cute wearing matching leggings. And then you just put the music on, and all of a sudden, you came alive. I love it. It's all my favorite songs. So I'm singing, I'm dancing, and the crew that we got together yesterday was just a mishmash of so many girls that I just felt like everyone should get to know each other. Yeah, and I feel like that's your. I feel like that might be your specialty is bringing people together and making those connections with like-minded like women, men, anyone. I genuinely just love doing that. I love connecting people. I like when people like meet each other and they like their eyes are like fluttering and it's just like, oh, I did that. I mean, you you witnessed it yesterday when I met Sam for the first time in real life and I was like, oh my gosh, I know who you are on social media. Now I know who you are in person. Yeah, because I was talking to you about her and then I was talking to her about you and then I was just like, you guys would really be a good like little like like team. Oh, I love it. You're like friendship Cupid. I like it. 100%. Okay, so I got firsthand experience of Bodylicious. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not the only one. I mean, Bodylicious is just absolutely exploding. It's something you created. Yeah. You know, why did you want to create this? And, there, you know, there's so many classes out there, but this one's different. It's different. And, and I know that, like, saying that may seem like, okay, everyone says that it's different, but it is. And every class that you take in Bodylicious is different. Even if it's a song that I've used before, the movements will be different. Bodylicious was created when I moved to Canada. Um, I studied criminology and social psych, but I didn't want to do it. So I went back to my second and my first love, which is fitness, because I've been in fitness since I was six years old in Texas. And I started like Urban Body on the Plateau, on Mont Royal in Saint Denis, my studio. And I started Bodylicious. And I, my first song, my first class I did was just a playlist of all my favorite songs and. I was just so blessed that all these women came and to supported me and we did it and they were like, there's something here. But the first class, what I did was a sync a set right after. So the whole movie. <laughs> my girl. <laughs> <laughs> I make them work out and then I get them drunk. <laughs> Yo, and you, you have one drink after a hard workout. It's awesome. It'll go right to your head. Oh, not only that, but you get some women together, sweat together who don't know each other. And then you put some liquor in their hands afterwards and they become best friends. So I didn't have friends when I moved here. So I was like, let's just make an environment because there must be people here that feel like me. Yeah. Who need like that support system. And that's how it was born. I love it. I love that it was a little bit altruistic, a little bit selfish. You were like, I need to find some friends, my, some friends. <laughs> which finding friends as an adult is hard. It's hard. Like how old were you when you moved to Canada? When I moved to Canada, I was 23. Yeah, like that's a tough age. At that point, people got their childhood friends. They've got their university friends. Yeah. And here you are being like, hello, Canada. Yeah. My name is Drea. And I remember for the longest, I didn't tell people my age. I remember I was 23, starting my own studio. And I would tell people I was like 29 or 30. And they'd be like, man, you look so good for 30. <laughs> so for sure, some people are like, Drea's 40-something. <laughs> <laughs> just keep, let them keep thinking that they'll be like wow bodylicious is keeping her young <laughs> bodylicious is keeping her so young yeah 100 percent. yeah so that's how it was born and then it just i i like to call it a movement and then like a workout because the whole purpose of it is for people to just meet and greet and like have fun sweat together and then like after the class yesterday a lot of people who didn't know each other stayed after and they were talking yeah that's what i love 
And in today's day and age where everyone is glued to their phones or they're only communicating through social media, to see people actually talking face to face is such an archaic, nostalgic form of communication. But I there's know. so much power behind it. I agree. Like you can actually see the person yeah. and see their body language and see what their eyes are saying. You're smiling at each other. You're laughing with each other. You're like, oh, this hurts with each other. Yeah. You know, like I just try to make it an icebreaker and it's an awesome thing. It makes me feel good. I think that's one of the main reasons people keep coming back because I can vouch that it's a great workout and we didn't even do a full class and my <laughs> ass is hurting today, but it's that energy, yeah, right? Like it's so much more than a workout. And I think the the thing that I wasn't expecting last night was the sexy component of <laughs> Bodylicious. Um, I am very awkward. I do not know how to be sexy. Um, I think it's a really cool concept, but uh, not something I've ever felt comfortable with. And yes, Yesterday you were like, okay, ladies, I don't know what you said. But you're like, I saved it for the last yeah. one. You were like, I don't know. You were like, time to get sexy. And I was just like, what? How? Uh, <laughs> and then everyone committed. And that's the thing. And I think you're allowing women to be okay with who they are and to embrace all sides of themselves. The yeah. fit side, the sexy side, the silly side. Yeah. The side that just wants to move around and not be judged. That's it. That's 100%. And the way Bodylicious usually finishes even is in meditation. So, like, we go through all these, like, phases <laughs> the of <feels>. emotion. <laughs> and then you end, and then I put them in a meditation, and I just let them lay there and basically reflect on, like, everything. Yeah. And then they leave, and they're just, like, I feel like I just went through a whirlwind of, like, a counseling session through a class. But that's what I love about fitness. And, I mean, we're in a time right now where mental health is something that people are finally talking about yeah. in a way that's not surrounded with so much stigma. And I always come back to fitness. It's not a be-all, end-all, cure-all by any means, but it's such a good way to focus on your mental health. 100%. Whether you're good or you're having a bad day, you're struggling with something, um, fitness is one of those ways that, like, it's like a therapy session. It is 100%. And what I say for people who are in fitness who ask me um, – I want to just live a better life. I'm like, just choose something. Like, maybe they're going to start eating better. Once you start eating differently, you automatically want to change other aspects of your life. It just comes in. So once you start working out and you're around like-minded people, you just automatically switch and you start changing other aspects in your life to be healthier, just a bit more vibrant. I don't know anyone who said, I work out and I feel horrible. No, like it might hurt in the moment, yeah. sure, but that's okay. That's right. why we do it a little bit, you know, like yeah. push your body to the edge and then you get to reap the benefits on the other side. 100%. So 23, you moved from Texas to Canada. Yeah. Why? Well, well I moved at 21 and then I, I, well, I fell in love. You fell in love. <laughs> but then I fell out of love. I mean, you were, we, you know, we've all been there, been there. <laughs> He's that a great first, guy. That first love. Oh, he man. was from um, Quebec. We met him on, in Michigan where I ran track on scholarship. He was playing football. Um, moved here because I just fell in love with Quebec. We used to go from like Michigan and Arbor on the train because you could drink at 18 in Montreal. Yep, yep. You know I'm a mean? Montreal girl. And I'd be like, this <laughs> city rocks. And then I moved here, and I loved it, and then started a business. He was actually my partner at the time, fell out in love, and then I was able to stay because I immigrated here. I was coaching at McGill. And then I stayed here, and I just pushed on more and basically just fell in love with Quebec. 
I'm, I'm love that you're in Canada. I love <laughs> that you're in Canada. You clearly like are doing your thing. Um, I want to go back a little bit to the beginning. So you grew up in the athletic world. Oh, 100%. Like Texas, you eat, leave, breathe. You're six, seven years old. They're asking you like, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? They start making you run. Oh, she's going to be track. And you start primary, you go from primary, intermediate. You start running in junior high school. Um, my junior high school is sponsored by Nike. Like, that's, <laughs> that's how so developed legit. we are. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you go to school, your last, ta- your last class in school is your, your sport. Mine was track. Um, track, you have track practice when everyone's leaving. Your dad picks you up. After that, you go straight to club track. After club track, you go home, you eat, you do your schoolwork, and then you do it all Rinse, over again. Rinse, repeat. It just repeats. Saturdays, you wake up at like 6, 5 a.m. You go to track meets, you're there all day. Sundays was church. Wow. This was my life. I think that definitely built me into like the person that I am today. Can you imagine ever not doing that? No. When people tell me that they don't know what to do in a day, I'm just all like, figure it out. Because there's always been something like organized in my yeah. life since I was a kid. Wow. And did you love track? Love it. To this day. You know, sometimes like you're good at something as a kid and they're like, great, do it. And then you're like, I don't even know if I like this, but I'm really good at it. So I'm going to stay on it. I loved it until I was like, so when I moved to Canada, I was still working out to possibly compete actually for Team Canada, but I didn't get my permanent residency in time. And I remember I was running around the track, running, running, running. And then I just stopped running. And it was like, I'm so tired of running in circles. Literally. <laughs> I stopped, and yeah. I remember Dennis Barrett, the coach there, was just like, Drea, are you okay? And I'm like, I think I'm done with this. And that's when I created Bodylicious, actually. Wow. Because I was like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to continue running in circles. Like, I'm, I'm over it. I've done it for almost 20 years of my life, right? That's a lot of your life yeah, to be running. 100%. Do you like running now? Like, are you a casual runner, or is it truly something that's kind of behind you? It is truly something that is behind me. <laughs> You're like, I've lived it. I've breathed it. I- I'm good. When people are like, I'm going to go outside and run, like, a few miles, I'm like, you do you. I've done this since <laughs> I was six. Like, I'd rather, like, go find an alternative way to work out. Like, yeah. Like, I'd rather do, like sprints or something like that or if I do sprints like I just try to find alternative ways to train now because running for 20 years did have a huge impact on my body so like I just and I think that's why I'm always developing new training workouts and concepts and whatnot because I have to find different ways to get my body to that level I think there's a really good lesson in there for anyone who's listening who's tried a workout and it's not for them and they're like well that's it working out's not for me there's so many things that you can do there's so many types of workouts and I think finding a good workout is like finding a good friend you know it's it's tough and it, like you might have some trial and error, but I don't think that just cause you try one class and it doesn't fit with your lifestyle or your body that you should just stop. No, I just got one lady to do jujitsu and she fell in love with it. <laughs> yeah, literally just do whatever makes you happy. Movement. You just need yeah. movement in your body. I, so you went from running track your whole life and then all of a sudden starting a business. Like where did that motivation come from? Like are your parents entrepreneurs? Cause that's a big jump. Not even, I don't know what made me do that. <laughs> I was just like, I got to do it. Someone has to do it. This is how I'm going to get my voice out there. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to do it. And that's what I did. It was literally the size of this place. And I just started it. I painted my walls. I did construction on my own. I put windows in there. Until this day, Urban Body was the name of the studio. Yeah. Is probably my favorite 
studio that I've ever owned to this day. It was small, it was intimate, it was a boutique place. It was a place that people would come to and just stop and talk to me because they had a, sh a crappy day. Yeah. And like I would just make them motivated. Like, you're alive. Like, you're breathing. You're breathing. I bet you that, that means a lot to you, that studio, because you were just, you were in it from the ground up. I would, and you probably didn't have a lot of help. No. And a lot of, like, financial investment. You know, Not like, even you were there building it out on your own. Building it out, it out on my own. And it was the best part of my life because it was the part of my life that I owned. No one told me what to do, how to do it. I didn't have partners yeah. who didn't have my vision. My partner had... <laughs> you too. So stupid. Me too. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, <laughs> Canadian winters. I know. Yeah, I didn't have anyone to report to, you yeah. know what I mean? The, the most recent company that I had and built up from ground, I had two partners who, like, you know, I did have to report to because yeah. they were older than me and, like, established businessmen. And it, it's different when it's, like, you. That's why those were my best years. And now it seems like you're back to being you. I'm doing me again. You again. I am so happy. Like, I, you don't understand, like, I wake up and I smile. I can't believe this is my life. I'm traveling. I'm seeing, I'm, I consult with business owners in the fitness industry to make their businesses profitable and just be able to go into a company, see like how they are and like to like prevent them from failing in certain aspects in my company that, that I did. Yeah. And like to teach them what I've learned at the age of 33. That's huge, right? Because <laughs> Huge. I've gone through so much. Like I've literally been a business owner for ten years, and I've been in the fitness industry as a personal trainer for thirteen years, and I've been in fitness since I was six. So like for me, like this is something that I've just like, it's it's my life. So now you get to take everything you've learned and help other people, and you're still doing what you love. Yeah, and I still learn from them. Yeah, right? because every business is different. So I feel like I'm still getting like these tools from them as well. It's awesome. What's the, the biggest tip you have for someone out there who might be wanting to dive into the fitness entrepreneurial world? Um, I would say to learn your niche. Try not to be like everyone else. I think people are afraid to be different. Yeah. And in the world of fitness, it's actually better to be different than to be like everyone else. 100%. And everyone wants to always try something new, right? 100%. Like you can't. And I think that's a good reminder for life. Like don't be anyone else but yourself and it's weird because people think that like i'm the only person on this globe that feels this way you'd be amazed at how many people are probably needing what you have to give to the world and that's including a fitness so you are a-okay just as yourself yeah oh Drea. <laughs> i want to follow you everywhere you go like you're in toronto right now i'm in toronto right now what's next like what does life look like for you right now other than you know consulting on businesses and being a badass on the daily <laughs> man for me right now um my whole initiative at the moment is a company that i just launched with my partner alexis levy which is called afterglow and Afterglow is um, a platform for fitness uh, professionals in the different cities that we travel to. It's basically like a day of fitness classes where we give all proceeds that are made at that event to a charity. I love charities. I love nonprofits. I love volunteering. And I was just like in a, a golden world to combine the two would be like my my dream and, and we have afterglow was born afterglow was born 
you will never stop creating. No. I have a feeling you are always just going to create, create, create. Like, what, where does that drive come from? I guess. Because you could coast, I but it could, could tell it's not in your DNA. But you could probably coast, coast now I with could everything you've done. Definitely coast. I could definitely, um, yeah, I could, but that's, that's just not me. I, I always feel like there's something missing and I want to like fill that void. Perhaps I won't do it at the the best, but if I start it, someone else will create something even better. Yeah. That's how I see it. Right. So giving back, obviously something that's very important to you. Is that something that was ingrained in you as a young child? Oh my God. My mom was like huge on that. Like 100%. Like every season we donate our clothes, donate our toys at times that we go take our toys to, um, like Salvation Army and we pick other toys out because we're like, you know, my mom is like, that's something that's always been a part of me. Um, my mom always told me, your life isn't that bad. And I never really understood why she would yeah. say that. You know what I mean? And now I realize she said that because it isn't. Now that I've traveled the globe and I've, I've done so many work with nonprofits and I've, I've helped so many people in any way that I can, like even if it's so much as to like, rebuilding their homes or something like Mm -hmm. that and they're still smiling and you're just like how are are these people smiling when they've lost everything or they don't even know where their next meal is going to come from yeah you know what I mean like you got me a coffee today but imagine not even knowing if you're going to have a meal today or something like that or clean water or clean water and they're smiling yeah and they're so happy and you're just like man my world is so beautiful right and you just put things in perspective yeah, when I, I was in Uganda last summer with a charity, and I, I, same thing how you were just saying how like they could, can't stop smiling. The women that we interacted with in Uganda that would like open their homes to us to show off kind of like everything that they had going on. I was looking and I was like, oh my gosh, by North American standards, these women have nothing. Yeah. You know, there's no floors in their houses. There's no plumbing. They have a roof over their head, but there's leaks and, and everything. Like everything is a question mark for them. And yet they're just so proud to have you in their space and yeah. be like, this is my home. This is my land. This is my family. Oh my gosh. Yes. They like will give you a grand tour almost like my my closest friends do for their mansions. Yeah. Basically. And you're just like I will dig I live here because you are amazing and yeah. it just puts every I have like my life is so simple. I travel with literally a bag or two. I no matter how far or how long my best friends will say like Dre is crazy. I just <laughs> Don't value material yeah. things because yeah. of the things that I've seen in the world. I will give before I take. I just, I want that part of me to just thrive more than anything these days because who are you if you don't give back? Yeah, right? we have to. We have to. And I think for, and we were chatting about this yesterday, but I was saying how, yes, I like to volunteer and I like to do these international development trips. And you kind of looked at me and you were like, well, why don't you do more? Yeah. You know, why doesn't it, why is it not like a, a continual basis, not just a now and then activity? And yeah. Like, you're right. Yeah. 100%. Like people, people don't think that they can like, or they don't know how to, Yeah. you know what I mean? It's literally volunteer and then put the city. Yeah. That's what we do. Like, um, and I, I take it whenever I can, I will like today I have like a delay and I actually was looking at, is there a shelter I could go to, to volunteer at? legit because I'm just going to be sitting around. I'm no longer having to work. So let me do something. It's just a part of me. You know, when I travel and I travel quite a bit for work, the first thing I always do is I'm like, what gym am I going to hit up? 
And now I think I need to start looking at like, okay, if I have a little window of time, like where am I going to go give back my time? Yes. Like, like I, those, those two things need to be intertwined now, as I think, one. for me. We do that every time we travel. We do volunteer work. You are on the road a lot. Yeah. Clearly fit AF. <laughs> like how do you stay motivated and fit when you're on the road? Because it's, it's there's temptations with food. Yeah. There's temptations to stay in the hotel room. Oh, I eat whatever I want to eat. <laughs> Yep. Okay. I can get behind that. I just, it's a lifestyle. Like yeah. if I'm going to do, do indulge myself in some way that, in that form, like, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I'll like, I'll make sure that like, I don't know. I just always work out my husband and I like, that's just like our thing. It makes our metabolism rev. Yeah. If I'm traveling somewhere where there's like some kind of, um, time difference or yeah. something like that the first thing I'll do is work out like I came here from Vancouver the first thing I did was work out at Barworks Glide Bar because yeah. I need to get that workout in so that I can just like regenerate and stuff like that and I think when you're on the road it's just all about choices 100% and you've just got to move your body like just go move Don't I just use it as an excuse even if I do a hotel room workout yeah. you know what I mean I'll do <laughs> Yeah, there's a guy cleaning the floors outside these doors. He's on he's a mission. Racing. He's racing. I'm pretty sure he's done the same, like, bro over and over again. He probably's having the best time of his life. Yeah, just I'm going to wave at him next driving. time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyways, just move your body, my friends. Yes. Fitness and health is just a choice. And it's not all or nothing. Like, I love junk food. I love junk food. But I also love working out. Like, I know I just got to keep it in check. Yeah, I always tell people, like, look, I'm not that chick that's going to go and just like not indulge myself I eat what I want I drink what I want it's just been a part of my life for so long that like I work out often yeah so I feel like that just like keeps my body going you gotta just it, it's gotta be part of your lifestyle like I can't imagine my life without fitness now see although today I was like I think I need to prioritize sleep so I canceled my class this morning and I'm gonna do it tonight good because well your body can't recover unless it gets rest no and I'm so yeah. sore from yesterday <laughs> <laughs> and we're kind of you know being in Canada it's winter time speaking of working out it's this is kind of a hard time of year for a lot of people yeah it's Feb the days yes are getting a little bit longer but it's still cold it's still gloomy seasonal affective disorder is uh, rampant it's real and we're like you know, we're about six weeks past New Year's Day, which means your resolutions may or may not still be a thing on your vision board. 100%. And it's okay. I think people put so much pressure on themselves with resolutions. I have very mixed feelings about resolutions. I don't really believe in resolutions. Oh, okay, me neither. No, like, I'm like, it's Ugh. like just live your life. like, yeah. And it should just continue throughout because, I don't know, people, we talked about this yesterday, people give like, such like resolutions for themselves that are not realistic and it's just like do something small yeah so s let's just table those resolutions let's yeah. start fresh people yeah um how do you recommend people stay motivated into 2020 i say that people should stay motivated into 2020 by three things break it down for us drea i'll break it down one is just if you're going to set a goal set a realistic goal and does it mean that you have to set a goal you know what I mean? Like, you could just be like, I want to continue my awesome life. Fine. That's cool. But, like, make sure that whatever you're doing is still realistic so that you don't have that downfall. Because I've had so many clients who have set unrealistic goals, and then they're just, they become, like, depressed in March because they're just like, I'm, there's no way I'm going to obtain this yeah. goal. It's not realistic, right? And then that sense it's all like, if you're saying, I'm going to sleep for 12 hours every night, but 
how are you going to do that when you finish work at a certain hour and you have to start work at another hour? You still have to eat, kind of like decompress and get, it's not going to be, that's not realistic. Maybe you should just say, I want to sleep a solid seven hours, right? Yeah. That's it. Or like change your nighttime routine. So that's how I mean as realistic so that you can at least like be in like a better state of mind before you go to bed so that you get into your room in a quicker stage, right? Um, Number two is have a partner in crime. Surround yourself by like-minded people. And I think that a lot of people that I know are, as soon as they cut, they cut a lot, like a layer of certain friends or people around them, they're automatically happy. So that's usually the one thing a lot of people do every year is like, they just shed a layer and like they keep that, that core, that core around them. And that's very important. Especially with friendships. Like maybe when we were younger, like I think back to when I was in high school and I wanted to be friends with everybody. I wanted everyone to be my friend. I wanted to go to all the parties and be in all the cliques and groups. And the older I get, I'm like, I just need a couple. Yeah. I need a couple really like good quality friendships where there's no expectations, no guilt tripping, like understanding, empowering, supporting there for the good times and the bad times. And it's not easy to find, but like you just need a couple people that truly love you and want the best for you and occasionally will call you out on your shit. 100%. That's all you need, you know, like, and, and they help you with those expectations and they call you out, like you said. And then number three is to set yourself up in an environment like we just ate. That's successful. Yeah. That's all. And that could be so much as to like, if you know you're trying to cut out sugar, don't walk across the street from Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. (laughs) Choose a different route. (laughs) Maybe choose a different route. Yeah. Walk in front of like a holistic place. Like good goddess. Like good goddess. (laughs) Yo, Natasha, this place is rad. (laughs) So what's like, when you look at your upcoming year, what's your goal? And, And how do you make sure that it's realistic you got your partner in crime and your environment supports it. My goal this year is afterglow. So my goal is to basically influence more people to be charitable. Yeah. And to get afterglow into the state of people know where people know the name. That is my goal this year. It's that people are more aware of that work that I do. And you've got your partner in crime, Alexis. I've got my partner in crime and she's literally the best partner I can ask for. She's the chillest chick. How did you guys find each other? Like, that's hard to find someone that you can call a friend and also a partner. And it's like, it was so organic how it, how it manifested. So I was an owner, I was the owner um, of um, a a gym in Montreal. And I'm a top recruiter. I'm good at recruiting people. And she was working as marketing director at L'Oreal. And she's like, Drea, I need to like, everyone talks Samantha came to me when she was thinking about leaving Ogilvy and stuff like that. And they come, she came to me and she's like, I, I think I want to go into fitness, but how can I do it? So I give them the stepping stones and just the motivation, like just maybe you should get certified first and then like kind of teach classes here and there and see if you really like it yeah. before you just like quit your job. <laughs> so I got hey, her dip c- your toes into yeah, that pool before right. you dive. So I got her certified. And after I got her certified, um, she actually didn't, work for me she's like oh, I'm gonna go work at this other studio because I feel like it's more my people my vibe I'm like no problem I'm just happy that you're happy you know what yeah. I mean and I genuinely am like when people are upfront with me I respect that more than anything so even when she was there we still have our our lunches every now and then recaps see how she's doing she eventually went full-time into fitness and like is a marketing consultant now and then it just manifested into a friendship and then we just 
she reached out to me after I sold my shares of the company and she's like, Dre, I feel like we were destined to do something yeah. on a bigger scale and you are like the girl who does so much stuff for all these like charities and nonprofits. And she's like, I would love to work with you on a bigger light. And then we just created Afterglow. I love the name. I know. Cause like, where did that out, come from? It's actually her. She is the creative mind of Afterglow. She, cause I wanted to like create something to where when people leave, it's like an alternative form. So like this place is all white. Afterglow is all black. Yeah. So it's like alternative ways to train, alternative things. So we feel like Afterglow is the aftermath of every workout, right? Which we all know is bliss. Yes. And like ecstasy. Like it's such a good feeling. Our French name is Luminous. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Basically, you're all, all your all Canadians are welcome. Yeah. Okay, so you got realistic goals. You got your partner in crime. And then how are you ensuring that your environment? I'm basically shedding my light on all these nonprofits that I'm part of. So I'm surrounding myself by nonprofits and charities. Yeah. So I'm staying in that environment. Is there one that we should know of right now? Like, is there one that's kind of really tugging at your heartstrings? That Well, the one that's recently tugging our, our first afterglow <clears throat> was for this one that I'm an ambassador for um, until this year, the end of this year with um, Kim, uh, Kim, 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 I'm so sorry, I forgot no, Kim. Well, She's okay. a dancer, she danced for Beyonce. J-Lo from Quebec. She's awesome. She's also an ambassador for them. Um, it's the Missing Children's Network. Okay. And um, specifically with their um, SHINE initiative, which is based, is to prevent sexual exploitation, exploitation of teens. So that's my heart right yeah. now. And like I'm a huge advocate. We go into the schools. We talk to kids. And <clears throat> so that's the one that I'm shining a light on mm-hmm. um, at the moment. Okay. And I'm sure you have like a dozen more in your I back do, pocket. I do, but that's like my baby right okay. now. <laughs> Oh, so many good takeaways from this chat. Like, get involved. Follow your passions. Life yeah. can take a pivot. You might be on the track, literally, literally, to become, like, a professional runner and then have a change of heart. Yeah. And build a business. Build another business. Yeah. Lie about your age. Yeah. Look youthful forever. Right. <laughs> and I feel like you've shared so many great tips on how we can stay motivated. I really hope so. Yeah. If anything, if someone takes even one thing away from this podcast, it would make me happy. Yeah. Also, go give back. Go give back. Go give back and get moving. Okay, before I let you go, we always end the podcast the same way. Okay. What does healthy is hot mean to you? Healthy is hot means bliss to me. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because when I'm healthy, I do feel hot and I feel like bliss. That was just very organic. When I, I love that. it. Yo, that just came out. Yeah. That just came out. You didn't have, have to, to think like, about it. I to commit to it. So. Okay, well, I wish you the most blissful 2020. You too, babe. I'm going to see you again. I want to come to the afterglow. You will Get be there. Get my ass over there. Yeah, man. I actually, I need to go do my charitable part right now and go talk about international development. So You do that. That's and my you thing. Rock it. <laughs> and then you shop around. Yeah. Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. Cheers to bliss. Cheers, babe. And to bodylicious. Thank you. And just like that, another episode of the Healthiest Hot Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Chloe Wild. A huge thanks to Home, this really cool modern meditation space in Toronto for hosting us and making us feel right at home today. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to subscribe so you never miss out on experience FOMO. Rate and leave us a comment and also follow us on Instagram at Healthiest Hot. But most of all, remember, healthy is fucking beautiful. I'll see you next week.